You ever wonder how fast those, uh, the women must have run from the tomb? Had to be pretty quick, yeah? Did you guys see a certain uh, college basketball team's bench clear out last night? No, I'm good. I told myself I wouldn't mention it, but I wonder if the women moved as fast as that bench cleared out last night. They, they may have. They may have. Now, I've been waiting for over a year to be able to say this, but we want to be able to dismiss the kids to Children's Church, not just to Children's Church, but to City of Life. Yeah. So if you are, if you are age four to fourth grade, go follow Miss Connie. Miss Connie, go ahead and wave. That's right. All the parents are cheering. That's right. That is right. Now, way back over a year ago, we also would have passed an offering plate at this time, but we haven't passed one over a year. You guys have continued to give. You have supported us, and if you want to continue to do so, you can do so either online or there's little offering boxes under the windows in the back on your way out. I'm sure I have said this before, but I like projects that have a start and a finish. Yeah, I like projects, the tasks that I can complete. You know, because once they're completed, I smile inwardly, I make sure nobody's looking, I give myself a high five, and then I enjoy the job well done. Maybe that's why I like mowing the lawn. Yeah, a couple of you are like, I was getting close. I looked out in my backyard last night, and it's like, I might have to mow it this week. I'm excited for that, because when I start, the lawn is scraggly, right? But when I finish, oh, it is manicured, and the wheel lines are perfectly parallel to the curb. (laughs) A couple of you know what I'm talking about. I like vacuuming for that very same reason. When I start, the carpet is dirty, but when I finish... Oh, it's clean, and the vacuum lines are perfectly parallel to the couches. So here's my question for you this morning, and I want, I want answers. Like, what Easter Sunday do we actually get to interact? It's going to be this morning. What project, what task, what job do you like to do? You guys are scared to answer. Kyle, who is watching online, is also running our sound booth, says he likes completing a painting project because there is a visible finality to it, unless he's missed a spot. Okay, it's a good answer. Somebody else, what task? What do you like to do? Yes. You like reading. You like starting a book at the beginning and knowing that there's an end to it. I read a book once. <laughs> Still waiting to turn that final page. That's fantastic. Cutting firewood. Absolutely. John's like, yes, is the, the girls sitting next to him are like, no. No. <laughs> Somebody else. Yes. Cleaning your room. Yeah. You start, it's dirty, you finish, it's clean, then you get up the next day and you have to do it again. I used to like cleaning my room. <laughs> Somebody else. Doing inventory, like at work. Sure, you don't know what's here. You, you do the inventory, now you know what's here. Good. Michael? Making your bed. Making your bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like a made bed. Yes, Sherry? Washing the dishes by hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. I do. I like the warm water. There's something, like, therapeutic on it. Yeah. Yes? Laundry. Laundry. 
I like all you guys so far. <laughs> yep, laundry. Very good. Susan. Oh, <laughs> completing a home improvement project that she knows she's never going to have to do again. I'm going to come back to that one. <laughs> yes, Donna. Making cookies. I like it when you make cookies too. <laughs> Christy, who's also paying attention online, enjoys the task if it was really terrible, really dirty, really overwhelming to begin with, but the before and after is worthwhile. Now, DJ, who's also watching online, actually, that's uh, DJ's dad, Don, says any repair project that's completed. Tiffany likes mowing the lawn. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Okay, and putting away the groceries. I can, I can, I can yeah. You got a trunk full of groceries. You got two kids, two boys, so you got a trunk full and a trailer full of groceries, and, and you got to put it away. Yeah, so all these projects, when they're done, are they ever just done? Done? I go back to you, Susan. Okay, you say you like completing a project that is done. Like done, done, done. I've been thinking all week, trying to figure out, is there any project that is actually done? Right? And I thought, well, I can't really see it as a project, but maybe like raising kids. You know, 18, finish high school, go off to school. Mike means shaking his head like, nope. (laughs) You're never done. That's true. That's what I came back to. Like, even if they get off and grow, go get married, you're still going to parent them. You're still, they're going to sit next to you in church one Sunday morning. It's going to be fantastic. And you love every minute of it, don't you? I look at some of these other projects that you mentioned. Inventory. You probably got to do inventory about once a month, right? That depends. But, you know, you can't just finish it once and then be done with it. Right? Making cookies. You can't just make them once to be done with it. <laughs> Got to make them again. All right, reading a book. Did you stop at one? No. You started the next one and the next one and the next one. Michael, is your bed made every single day or do you have to make it by yourself? Or does Becky have to make it? You make it, okay? But every single morning it has to be made, right? Is there any project, any task, any chore that we can say it's done and we don't have to come back to it. Today's a good day to talk about this. Let's pray. Father, I'm grateful to be able to be here this morning. I'm grateful for the the ears that are listening, the eyes that are engaged, whether they're in person or whether they're online. Lord, we want to be like the women at the tomb who heard the story and can't wait to go and tell. Would you help us have that heart? I pray you'd give us ears to hear this morning, hearts that are ready to listen, eyes to see what you want us to see, and then feet to go and take the message elsewhere. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So over the last couple of weeks, so last couple of Sundays, and then two days ago at Good Friday, we have been in a sermon series titled, Last Words. The last words of Jesus on the cross. The, the seven sayings that we have recorded So far, we've looked at the words of relationship that he said. He spoke words to his mom. Dear woman, here is your son, right? He was taking care of her. He spoke words of relationship to the the people who nailed him to the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they were doing. Those were words of relationship. He spoke words of humanity, which we saw last Sunday. He said, I thirst. And then he said, my God, my God, why did you abandon me? 
I mean, these are human emotions, human feelings. So he spoke words of humanity. Now, on Good Friday, we looked at some words of intimacy that he spoke. He said to the second thief on the cross next to him, Today you will be with me in paradise. And we, we unpacked why that was so intimate. And he also said, Father, Daddy, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Now today we look at the last saying of Jesus on the cross. And we call it a word of completion. A word of finality. Okay, now I know that there's churches around the globe today that are, that are preaching on texts about the empty tomb. They're preaching on Jesus risen and they're saying, He is risen. <laughs> you guys didn't know that one was going to come, did you? No, in every single church, they're they're excited about this. Well, look, I'm going to go back to Jesus on the cross, but that does not mean he's still there, okay? He is risen, right? And he will continue to be risen, always risen. But today we go back to the cross for one more saying that Jesus said. John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. We saw this last Sunday. So a jar of sour wine was sitting there. They soaked a sponge on it, put it on a hyssop branch, held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. It is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. It is finished. If you have ever been in a church building on an Easter Sunday... Even just once, but anytime more than once, I'm pretty sure you have heard a sermon preached on this text, on this phrase, on this saying. In fact, if you were here two years ago, I preached on this text. There's two people who remembered it, okay? I didn't. I'm like, man, this this sounds familiar. Have I ever talked on it? So I did a little word search in my, my, my Word document, and I'm like, oh my, preached on it two years ago. Right? I'm like, well, only two people are going to remember it. <laughs> so we're going to take a look at this text again, but hopefully look at it from a couple other angles that maybe we hadn't thought of before. Verse 30, the final saying of Jesus. When Jesus had tasted the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and released his spirit. It is finished. Three words in the English language, just one word in the original Greek. The word is to telestate. To tell us stay, I think it's up there. Okay, so say it with me. To tell us stay, and I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but you said it confidently enough to, to make me believe you. Okay, one more time. To tell us stay, it means it is finished. Now, in Jesus' day, this word was used in multiple different spheres of life. When a servant would finish the task that his master had given him, he would come back to his master and say, To tell us stay. I've done exactly what you asked me to do. I I finished the job to completion. I didn't just half-heartedly do it. I did it fully. It's done. It's complete. When a merchant would sell his goods and the bill for their goods or services was paid, they'd get that big stamp that you'd put red ink on and they'd stamp it to telestay, which means paid in full. It means the debt is gone. It means you no longer owe anything. Now, in a spiritual sense, the high priest, when he would, when he would be presented with and, and sacrifice a lamb that was without, without spot or without blemish, 
especially on the Day of Atonement, when once a year he would go into the Holy of Holies behind the curtain and he would sacrifice this perfect spotless lamb. And, and for that one year, he would, uh, God would grant temporary forgiveness of the sins of the Israelite people. After that, the priest would come out and he would say, to tell us stay, it is finished. Now today we're trying to figure out, are there any tasks, any jobs that we can do that are done? Like we don't have to come back to them. And I wonder, is this one of those tasks? I mean, Jesus said it is finished to tell us stay. Could this be a task that we don't have to come back to? My answer to that is yes and no. It's yes and no. Now, why the yes? These are probably some answers you've heard if you've been in church on an Easter Sunday morning before. Many people will tell you that the yes that Jesus finished was all the tasks that his father had given him to do. Okay, so from the beginning of time, and then when Jesus came, his father was, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that, and Jesus was finishing them. John chapter 4, verse 34 says this, Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. John chapter 17, verse 4 says, I brought you glory here. He's talking to the Father. This is Jesus talking. I brought you glory here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And then at the beginning of our text for today, John 19, verse 28, the beginning part says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. Okay, so whatever work the Father had given Jesus to do, he did it. He finished it. Sitting there on the cross, he must have realized, okay, there is nothing left for me to do. So you know what he said? Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm done. Maybe slightly different than that. He said, to tell a stay. A little bit more holy, but was this all that was done? Was this all that was finished? Well, there's other answers as well that you may hear if you're in church on Sunday mornings. One of these other things is that Jesus was completing, he was finishing his homeless journey, his wandering on earth, on our planet. In John 19, verse 30, right after yelling to tell us day, the text says that he bowed his head. Now, it could also accurately be translated that he lay his head down. There's only one other place in Scripture where this phrase is used, and it was used when Jesus was talking to a crowd of people about the cost of following him. He was saying, this is not easy. There's, there's a cost. There's an expense to following me. And there was a religious leader, right? Probably real excited, really happy. said, oh, 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 Jesus, I will follow you. And Jesus responded to him. Foxes have dens to live in. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. The exact same phrase that John used in the gospel, uh, chapter 19, right? That we just looked at. Exact same word. Now, foxes with dens, birds with nets. This statement, most people believe Jesus was saying, I've got no place to lay my head tonight. And probably no place to lay my head tomorrow night. But it could also have meant that he had no home. Like an established place where he, where he could put down roots. He spent his earthly ministry wandering. Kind of this, this homeless wanderer. So from the cross, as Jesus was there, as he yelled to tell us stay, and then he, he bowed his head, he's laid his head down, I've got to wonder, was he thinking to himself, finally, I get to go home. I get to go home. 
And again, this is how my mind works. I'm sitting in my office and Chris Daughtry's hit single from 2007 comes to mind. Some of you know it. It's titled Home. I'm going home to the place where I belong, where your love is always enough for me. Your love has always been enough for me. Author J. Ramsey Michael said, the resting place for Jesus' head that he did not find on earth, he found on the cross. And I've got to wonder when Jesus was hanging there after yelling to tell us stay and bowing his head, laying his head down, was he thinking, oh, I'm done. No more wandering. No more. It's just, it's over. It's finished. I'm going home. To tell us stay. It is finished. Is this a task that once it's done, it's done, you don't have to come back to? I'm saying yes and no. Yes in the fact that Jesus finished the work that the Father gave him to do. Yes in the fact that he got to go home. He no longer had to wander. There's more though. And this next yes is what we regularly hear on an Easter Sunday morning especially. What Christ accomplished through his death on a cross was the end of the sacrificial system. For years and years and years and years, the Israelite people had been sacrificing animals in an effort to be forgiven by God. God had told them to do that, so that's what they were doing. And God had declared that in order to be forgiven, there has to be blood. Leviticus, Old Testament uh, book, it, it says in chapter 17, verse 11, For the life of the body is in its blood. I've given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. Blood given in an exchange for a life. Now, the author of Hebrews confirms this. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, it says, In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And yet you go back 10 verses in chapter 9, verse 12, it says, With his own blood. With Jesus' own blood, not the blood of goats or calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured redemption forever. Once for all time. He was that perfect spotless lamb, that sacrificial lamb. Once his blood was spilled, it no longer had to be spilled again. That is the word to tell us stay. It is done. Now we go back to John 19, verse 30, kind of our home text for today. When Jesus had tasted the wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and released his spirit. One final way that this to tell us day is completed is this. After he yelled that phrase, after he bowed his head, the author John says he released his spirit. Maybe your translations say he gave up his spirit, or somebody else might read that he handed it over. At that moment on the cross, having yelled to tell us stay, Jesus may have been thinking to himself, finally, I get to do the final handing over, and I'm going to hand myself over to the Father. The Greek word here for handing over is paradidome. I want you to say two Greek words today. You said to tell us stay, and now you can say, don't read it from the top because you can't read that, neither can I. Okay? But right under that, say it with me. Pretty close. To give over, to deliver. Okay? In a positive sense, this is what Jesus was doing with his spirit to the Father. Here, here, you have it. 
Okay? But Jesus had experienced this handing over way more times than he would have wanted to in the two or three days before this episode. In the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet that took place, I believe, on Friday, the Friday he was crucified, the text reads like this, John chapter 13, verse 2. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. If you look up in the Greek, that word betray is peradidome. Same word that John used on, in John chapter 19, verse 30. Now, fast forward just a little bit more in the Garden of Gethsemane. When, Jesus, when Judas actually gave Jesus over to the authorities, the text reads like this, John 18, 2. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Exact same word, betrayed him, paradidome. Okay, so Jesus is now in the hands of the people who would have arrested him, and he gets taken to a couple of different trials. After the first trial, Caiaphas, the high priest, gave Jesus back to the Jewish mob to take to Pilate. John 18, verse 30, verse 2, verse 30, yes, verse 30. We wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Pilate was saying, he's not guilty. And they're saying, wait, we wouldn't have paradido made him to you if he weren't guilty. When Pilate was done questioning Jesus, what did he do? Say it in Greek. Paradido made. He handed him back over to the next group. John 19, verse 16. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away. Paradidome. By the time we get... Has anybody ever handed you over to somebody else? I mean, I'd ask the kids, but they're downstairs. When mama hands you to daddy, I want them to yell, Paradidome, Paradidome. Right? Kylie, Malia, if this ever happens again and you, you yell that out, your folks will let you go. By the time we get to the cross, though, Jesus is there. He's done. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's, he's, he's said these seven things that we've looked at, and he's, he's breathed his last, and he's bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. He handed it over. No more handing it over. It was done. It was finished. And we're trying to figure out, are there tasks that we can do that once they're done, they're done? I would argue pretty convincingly that most of the stuff we do, we have to come back and do again. No matter how many times I do the dishes, I have to do them again the next day, right? But we're looking at something that Jesus, he yelled to tell us, stay, it is finished. And we've just seen four things that are done, okay? He would never again have to do the same tasks that the Father had given him. They were done. He would never again have to be a homeless wanderer on earth. Next time he came back, oh, conquering victor. All right? He would never again have to be the final blood sacrifice. It was once. It was done. It was over. And he would never again be handed over unwillingly from one person to the next to the next to the next. That was done. So is to tell us stay a task that is done, it's finished, you don't have to go back to? Yes. But no. Yes, but also no. Here's why I say that. Jesus' task was done. It was finished. But ours is not. 
Ours is not done. We are not finished. We are not completed. Watch this, okay? Jesus said, Father, I've I've completed all the tasks you've given me to do. You can't say that yet. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, God created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we could do the good things he planned for us long ago. Okay? Do this. Go. If you're breathing, you're not dead. Which means you're not done. You've got more to do. Okay? We're also not home. You may live in your forever home. You may be in a, in a community that you're not going to move again, but you're not home yet. In John chapter 14, verses 1 to 4, Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many rooms and I want you to be where I'm going to be. That's home. Go like this. <laughs> if your hands are moving, you're not dead, which means you're not done. Now, what about this whole forgiveness of sins bit? Jesus did that. Jesus' blood covered our sins, forgiven us. So we don't have to do anything to earn that. But that does not mean we're done. Jesus told the people who were around him one day. He said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. If you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Taking up our cross daily means turning from our selfish ways. How many of you woke up this morning? It's not a trick question. Every single one of you. Okay, Maybe right now you're not feeling very selfish, but tomorrow morning when you wake up, there might be a little selfishness in you. I know there will be in me. Okay? we got to daily give that over, which kind of leads us to the very next thing, right? Jesus was done getting passed around. He was done getting handed over to this person, that person. We are not done getting handed around. Now, you may push back on this with me a little bit. Feel free. Write me a letter. Send me a text. But I would argue that every time we get up in the morning, we are in the business of being passed around. From social media to the news outlets to our jobs to our families to our friends to our teachers to our daily devotional lives. We're in the middle of going from one thing to the next. Things that grab our attention. Okay, And whether it's the Satan, whether it's the problems and persecutions, whether it's the cares and concerns of this world, we're in the business of being handed over. And that means every day, every day we have to choose to do what Jesus did and hand ourselves over to the Father. Every single day. If you're here, you're not done. To tell us, stay. Jesus was done, but you are not. I will not be a pastor that will preach a a passionate, emotion-filled sermon on Easter Sunday and have you raise your hand, pray a prayer, and tell you, you're good to go, okay? Come back next Easter. No, if you're going to follow Jesus, it's hard. There's challenge to it. It's it's not going to be easy. Will it be scary? Yep exhausting some days but will there be days it's exciting where you'll be optimistic where there'll be just a sense of a glorious unknown adventure that we get to wake up to every single day yep yep and yep as much as i like cutting the grass and i like the monotony of having to do it again the next week 
And as much as I like vacuuming the floors, I love knowing that every day I get to get up to an adventure that I'm on with Jesus. And I don't know the end of that adventure yet. I don't know what that adventure holds today. If he chooses to give me a tomorrow, I don't know what it holds tomorrow. But I do know this. Because of Christ's to tell us day, because his work was done and it was made available to me someday, my Father in heaven is going to look at me and say, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. He's going to look at Tommy. He's going to say, Tommy, well done. Tommy, done. It's done. And at that point, it's at that point where we can echo Jesus' to tell us day. Where we can say, not only is it finished, I'm finished. Up until that point. With God as my helper, with God as your helper, may we each get up every single morning to see where we're going to be handed over, to see where we're headed, to see what work the Father has to do for us. Maybe that work is mowing the lawn. Maybe it's another, another house project. Maybe it's a conversation that we need to carry on with something else. Maybe it's just a hug. We can still do that every once in a while. Keep your masks on. Whatever it is that Jesus is giving you to do, do it to the utmost because one day you'll be able to look in the Father's eyes and say, it is done. Man, what an adventure we're on. I hope you'll join me on that adventure. Let's pray. Jesus, I am so thankful that even in your darkest hours, even in potentially the hardest thing you ever went through physically, death on a cross, you still spoke. And I'm so grateful that we have had people uh, years and years ago who recorded what you said so that we could not just study them, not just hear a sermon on them, but so that we could be changed and transformed by what you said. Jesus, you've spoken words of relationship, words of humanity, words of intimacy, words of completion. You have given us words to say. You've given us a story to tell like the women at the tomb who, who ran to go tell the others. Lord, until you bring us home, until you tell us, well done, good and faithful servant, until you say that, we are not done. Your son's work is done, but we are not. So would you give us the courage and the strength and the boldness to go forward, to share, to live, to be, to follow Jesus no matter the cost? Would you give us a joy in our hearts as we do that, whether it's hard or whether it's easy? And we will give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.